Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and if you've never listened to a show before, you're now listening at another pivotal time where we're slightly changing the format. From March 2016 to August 2020, this was an interview-style show where I interviewed people who could help you rock your retirement, but not financially. Those were what I call the encyclopedia years of the show. If you were interested in a particular topic, such as finding mom a retirement home, dealing with grief, or even how sex changes after retirement, you can probably find your topic in our back catalog. Then, in August of 2020, we started following the life of a pre-retiree, Barbara Mock. She's retired now, and we're planning on giving you updates on her life and what she's going through as long as she'll let us. And now, the update with Barbara. For the listener, I have completely put out of my mind how to do this recording thing. I picked Barbara out of the room three times so far. So, <laughs> so Barbara, tell me what's going on in your life. Well, hello, Kathy. It's so good to see you. Um, there is so much I really don't even know where to start. If I was going to title this uh, segment, it would be either a whole new chapter or jumping into the deep end without a life raft. Uh-oh. <laughs> what's it's, going on? It's it's all good. Well, what's going on is we bought an RV and a Jeep, and we will be snowbirders this winter. Oh, and my gosh. You talked is, about that. I know, but we finally pulled the trigger, and there are so many reasons. It's hard to count them all. It wasn't just one thing, but just a combination of many, many things. And I think as I was thinking about talking with you, I was thinking that that is the troubled waters that retired people have to navigate. So many inputs, so many decisions, not one right or wrong answer, just preferences and lifestyle choices. But all of them have consequences, good and bad. And you have to own it once you make the decision. So maybe I'll start with just some of the things that have been going on for us. I think if you're a longtime listener, you know that last winter I was still working. My husband was retired and satisfied to stay here in the winter because there was an alternative. So when it was nice outside, he would golf. Sometimes he'd watch movies and sometimes he'd do woodworking but he basically took care of the whole house. Well, now that I'm retired, that whole game has changed. And I'm not happy to sit here while he goes golfing and, you know, like I want to do things together. And so we've been talking and talking for months. I haven't shared all the conversations. That would just be too much. Um, So it's just been whirling around in our minds. But a couple of factors that have really affected us is, I think I said before, I felt like there was winners and losers here. My dream, my vision pre-pandemic was Europe, Mexico, travel, travel, and I had a budget and that's what I was going to do. Whereas my husband always wanted to snowbird or buy a house in Arizona. 
And I said, mm, no, don't think so. 55-year-old and older community, that that's not going to work for me. That was pre-pandemic. Um, so now with so many people around us, um, I think I've shared before illnesses and whatever, but this month was just a blow. Um, we had a situation where um, a family member um, passed away in her sleep in her forties. And yes, and it's just been, and so we just went to a memorial service and there is nothing more sad to see two children without their mom. And it, it's just, it's a tragedy. But the worst one was our niece who lives across the street with her beautiful six-year-old, five-year-old and four-year-old. She was admittedly a complete anti-vaxxer. Like she posted on social media. She said, this is all a hoax. And we just all kept saying, you, you need to get a vaccine. You, you've got kids, you, you know, you've got responsibilities, but she just would not be swayed. And so about three weeks ago, she came down with COVID laid in bed for 10 days. And I just talked to her yesterday. So there is a happier ending, but she was two hours from death when she went to the ICU because she got something called COVID pneumonia. So along with COVID, it filled her 32-year-old, healthy, strong lungs with fluid and blood clots. So she went into the hospital and we have just been praying, everybody in our family and everybody. And they put her on infusions and they said it would be 10 days, seven days. And she was separated from her children who she'd never been a day without for two weeks. And the nurses said, I bet you wish you got your vaccination now. And she, I mean, they were like, if you don't want to die, get up, get out of bed, try to breathe. Cause she was on oxygen. Her body was not able to process oxygen. So we've just been through this trauma of a close family member right across the street that was so close to death and these little babies. And so we've been rallying around her and trying to help her. And we just looked at each other and just said, life is short. You don't know how long you have. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I talked to her the other day and she, she is sorry that she didn't get the vaccine. The good size side is that 18 of her 20 young mom anti-vaxxers were so scared by what happened to her that they're getting vaccinated. So praise God that she lived, but she's got a long road. She can barely breathe. She can barely walk. Um, her life is forever changed. And so coupled with all the other things that were going on, we just really started having intentional, serious conversations about what's the life we want. We had a beautiful summer and these last few days of the month of September were absolutely Pacific Northwest gorgeous. You know, 75, 80 degrees, no rain. It was beautiful until it wasn't. And then an inch and a half of rain and 50 degrees, like literally a light switch went click and it's fall. And as my husband and I sat in there looking at the rain, I looked at him and I said, sweetie, you ready for six, seven months of this? 
And he just looked at me and I just said, what are we going to do? So we went on this little journey again of the internet, hours of talking and researching. And then we just said, you know, let, let's, let's look at an RV again. Let's, let's just do it. But we were looking at a smaller one, a more reasonable one, a class C, but you know, they can't be had right? 2021s are sold, 2022s, it's six to nine months. And so I thought, well, I'll just book someplace at a Dell Webb property in Sun City. That's what I'll do. I'll just, I'll just book a place. And that's when my journey began and ended. Because apparently, Americans and Canadians are all coming back to Arizona. And I talked to a wonderful man who said, yes, I have 40 properties that you can rent. Um, but the price was OMG. And he said, um, those 40 are all booked. I might get three more. I'll put your name on a list, but there'll be 950 people on that list. And if I call you, you'll have five minutes to decide whether you want to book or not. And I went, thank you so much. This has been illuminating. And then I even called realtors to see, you know, could we buy something? And it's the same thing. It's all of us want to retire together. So we called a place in Texas that has this concierge service. You can order your motorhome, fly to Houston, go get your motorhome, go to Walmart, outfit it, and you're in the South. Except guess what? They don't have any either. They don't have any 2021s and the 2022s, you can be on a waiting list. And I said, but your website. And he goes, well, if we didn't show the ones that have already been sold, you wouldn't have anything to look at. Oh my. So we were looking at class C and the one thing we learned from him was you're buying this site unseen. And I said, well, where do we, you know, what do we do? He goes, go sit in one, never buy a motor home you haven't been in. Thank goodness we did that, Kathy, because we went to a class C that was used. I don't fit in the passenger side. My legs are as long as my husband's. I'm five foot ten. I think we've talked about that, that we're a big tall, tall family. So from the seat to the the front dash, my knees are, you know, in it. And I thought, I can't sit for a thousand miles like this. Well, it was worse for my husband. He couldn't get his knees and legs in to drive. That man saved us so much money. Now, was it was it him you were buying the RV from? No, we just went to a local place here to try it on for size. We were ready to order from Texas and wait from him, from him, from him, and wait. But he said, "Oh no, no, no! I can't. I no, you've got to get behind a wheel. You've got to drive it because." I don't know if you guys will fit. We're like, oh, of course we'll fit. No, we don't fit. We've got to give him some kind of uh, <laughs> shout out in the show notes or somewhere <laughs> so that people know that he's a good guy. He is a good, good guy. So after that, we looked at each other and we went, we need to go up the next bigger size, which is a class A bus. That's the next thing up, unless you're in your truck and trailer. And we'd already kind of eliminated that. So we went and sat in a used one and we went, oh my gosh, there's a foot in front of Barb's knees. 
my husband has a reclining seat, but the price is so much more. Now, do they, do you need a different driver's license to drive one of those? No, I've even driven it. I drove it at the test drive. So anyway, so we came back home. It was a rainy day. We were kind of discouraged. We're in that decision-making mode. And I don't know what happened. I went back out in the kitchen and my husband sat there and he goes, they have the one we want. Because by then we were looking, we're like, okay, this is the model we want. This is the style. An hour north of us. And I said, what? There's no 2021s. He goes, I don't know. It just came in. And the sticker price was OMG. Like, oh, goodness gracious. Are you sure? And then we thought, well, you know. Like you buy a house there in some states, right? In many states. In many states. In many states. And so um, we had researched, we had looked, and he says, well, at least we could go look at one and like actually be in it. I said, but yeah, then we'd have to wait and all that stuff. So anyway, we drove up and this is one of those marital moments when you've been married to someone for 41 years, because when we walked up and we saw it, she is beautiful, but the price that was on the internet and the price that was on her was $50,000 less. <gasps> That's wait, wait. It, she was selling for $50,000 less, less or than more. what we saw less than what we saw on the internet. Oh, that's good. That was really good. We were in shock and I looked at him and he looked at me. So we looked through the whole thing and that salesman, he didn't have to earn any money because we had so researched. We knew exactly what we wanted. We literally walked from the showroom into our motorhome. And just looking around, my husband gave me the side eye and I looked at him and he goes, you want to? And it was like the decision was made. We never make decisions like that. But what it tells me is we'd been talking about this for a year. And so we bought it on the spot. And that's when the dominoes started falling because it's another home. It's a whole nother home. So you have to buy all the things to furnish it. Well, not only that, but it's big. So it's not as easy to move around, you know, when you want to go. So we kind of want to get a place to land and then we want to have a vehicle. Well, guess what? My Explorer doesn't tow. It's not a towing vehicle. My husband's truck is, but as soon as he found out they'd have to take the front of his truck apart and redo it all to make it towable, he went, oh, no, 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 no. So you're going to get a mini, like a smart car or a mini car or something. (laughs) Kathy, my whole world has been rocked because (laughs) we went over and traded straight across the car I had just bought in May for the cutest Jeep. Sahara Gobi and it is gorgeous. Now, my husband says it's the noisiest, most uncomfortable vehicle that he's ever been in, but we love it. And we are having so much fun because driving at home, we kept getting these waves. There's a Jeep wave. I never knew this. So every time you see a Jeep Wrangler, People raised two fingers. I had to look it up on the internet. Did you know that in World War II, our veterans drove Jeeps? Well, those all got brought back. And so back in the day, 
they would wave at each other as an acknowledgement of respect. Um, but now you're driving home and people are waving at you. I felt like I'm in this club. So I joined a Facebook Jeep, live, love Jeeps, Jeep Live, whatever. I am learning so much about Jeep culture. Did you know about ducking? Have you ever no. heard about that? Oh, this I is thought, isn't that something that you do when somebody throws something at you? Absolutely not. <laughs> when you are driving around in your travels and you, they say, when you find a Jeep in the wild, so either out in the woods or in a parking lot, you get a little rubber duck and you set it on the Jeep as a sign of another Jeeper acknowledging your Jeep. <laughs> and then you take pictures of it. Okay. How could I be as old as I am and never know that there's a Jeep wave and there's ducking, but I'm in the club now. So I have to pay attention when I'm driving because they wave at you and you need to wave back. So the Jeep matches the RV. It's <laughs> beautiful. It is beautiful. And the RV, they call it a uh, empty nester special. It has a king size bed. Because remember, my husband's six foot six. It has a king size bed. It is for two people. However, there's some little things you can put little grandkids in. If the grandkids get too big, they can't. So the we cubby holes. Them. But it's not, you know, made for families. And we are going to live in it from December 27th until the middle of April. Where are you going to go? Are you going to come visit me? <laughs> I can't. I can't yet, but I will be visiting you. We're just trying to get a couple trips under our belt get the bugs worked out because this is freaking my husband out. Now right? I have friends that live in an RV. Yeah. So after, after the show, I will maybe connect the two of you and okay. she can tell you all about the places okay. where they go and some inside tips. Well, RV. We, we actually had a couple of shows on living in an RV. You could probably go back and listen to I'm going to have to go back and listen because this is a whole new world for us. But you're right. It isn't just the RV. It's the tow vehicle. And now the Amazon people are coming every single day because they're delivering, you know, dishes and towels and all kinds of sewer lines and water lines and incredible <laughs> amounts of things. So if you're figuring out the cost of this, it's not just the cost of the motorhome. It's the cost of the vehicle if you want to tow. And then the tow bar has to be set up. So my little Jeep is going in for her treatment so that she can hook up to now let's the not forget let's not forget the cost of gas. Oh, There's going to be that expense. Dollars a gallon for diesel. Sure. It's going to be a lot. What are you going to get? Eight miles per gallon? Yep. That's probably it. That's probably it. But then the other eye-opener is we didn't want to book anything to stay until we had the motorhome in our hands. And so we um, went up to get it, and we did something called a pre-delivery inspection. And we had watched videos. I learned from you. Be informed. And we went through three and a half hours and we got in our car and went home. It wasn't ready. And they were shocked that we did that. And I said, Good for you. Good for I you. I am not giving you this kind of money when she failed her inspection. And most of it was minor stuff, but some of it was concerning stuff. Oh boy, were they motivated. 
to get it all fixed up. And so we came back four days later and we just got her home just a few days ago. I hope you're enjoying today's episode of the Rocky Retirement Show. The theme of the show is to talk about the six pillars of retirement lifestyle. You can track how you're doing in those six pillars in the journal, which you can find at rockyourretirement.com slash journal. One of the pillars is health. Of course, if you don't have your health, nothing else matters. So before we get back to the conversation with Barbara and me, let's take a health break. And now we've got John Perlman, the co-founder of Mission Lean, the leading fitness app for anti-aging fitness, for our health segment once again. Thanks so much for coming, John. What do you have for us? Thanks for having me, Kathy. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about dynamic stretching and static stretching and why they're different and why you should implement both and how to do it in your workout routine. That sounds good. Because they are, they, they sound very similar. They both yeah, they have do. stretching in the name. So, so right. tell, us, tell us the difference and how we can do it. Should we do both in the same workout? Yes, you should do both. But I'm going to tell you how to do it now. Awesome. Uh, and to be honest with you, you know, most people don't really know about the difference between, I mean, I think that a lot of, you know, in athletic training, uh, you know, they, they talk a lot about, you know, uh, let's just put it this way. A lot of athletes know about dynamic stretching and static stretching, but a, a lot of people don't know about it. And so that's why I want to talk about it now. And the difference between dynamic stretching and static stretching is that dynamic stretching should be done before your workout. And that, and the goal of that is really to prime your muscles and joints so you can perform to the maximum in your workout. And dynamic stretching is very active in nature because you're constantly moving during these stretching moves and you never hold any given stretch for more than three to four seconds. And again, the primary goal is really to get your body loose, limber, and primed for performance in your workout and mainly to decrease your risk of injury. Ideally with dynamic stretching, so number one, it's done before your workout and static stretching, which we'll touch on in a minute, is done after your workout. And dynamic stretching is really, it's an active motion of, of various um, movements of the body. And you want to have, ideally, it should be done, let's say, for 10 minutes before every workout. And, and the, the stretches are active and you should have a routine where you are able to activate all of the muscles in your body. So, for example, your, arm, your upper body. Uh, two, two great uh, exercise moves that we have on the Mission Lean app on our anti-aging fitness program are arm crosses and arm swings. So yeah, so basically, yeah. You're, 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 yeah. For, for the audience, I'm, I'm holding out my arms <laughs> for the podcast. Yes. So basically, first of all, on the Mission Lean app, the anti-aging program, like all of our workouts are don't require any equipment and can be done from home. And it's all body weight exercises. And, you know, while the reason I'm mentioning that is because dynamic stretching, it, it's all body weight exercises and no equipment. And you, you basically can do it on a mat and you, you don't even need to, you don't even need any space. Like you could just do it in a small room even. And so for example, to warm up your arms with dynamic stretching, arm crosses and arm circles, you basically arm crosses, you, you kind of move your arms actively across your chest and then opening them up 
and then again across your chest. And the movement should be continuing, kind of swinging your arms back and, and across your chest and then back. Uh, and then that, that activates all of the arm muscles, the shoulders, the chest muscles, and the rhomboids, the, the scapula. It, it, so it's an incredible exercise. It, it seems like a very simple exercise. Well, you're kind of giving yourself a hug yeah, just really fast. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like, right? Right. And ideally, you get that kind of momentum on the arm swing. So you kind of just let your arms flow free, and you're getting that really dynamic mobility, which is incredible to get the upper body primed. And the same thing with arm circles. Um, you know, you kind of... You just make arms, arm, um, almost like you're doing the butterfly uh, stroke in the pool, oh, and you're right. you're you're bringing your arms up and over your head, and then down by your sides, and then up and over your head again. So again, it's it's an entire it's it, it warms up all of your shoulders, chest, arms, biceps, even wrists and elbows. So those two dynamic moves, um, if you can do before a workout, will get your basically get your whole upper body ready to go and you don't even have to move anywhere you can just do it standing inside of a room that sounds awesome i'm gonna try that thank you <laughs> we sh we should record me doing that and, and put it on the website for everybody's uh hilarity and enjoyment yeah, that would <laughs> what be do you good. think okay well we'll we'll see if we can get that done and then just before the segment ends i just want to bring back kind of revert back to the beginning and then mention static stretching and we, we touch on this in other episodes but basically the difference between dynamic stretching and static stretching is that dynamic is very much movement based and done before workout and then static stretching is done after workout and these are the traditional stretches that you see you know promoted to you on let's say youtube or a facebook ad and these these stretches are done for 20 to 30 seconds you hold each muscle group and those and and that should be done after your workout when you're very warm and ready to absorb those stretches um and and the goal of the static stretching is really to increase range of motion and improve flexibility for the long run whereas the dynamic stretching is meant to get your muscles and tendons ready to go for performance in the workout i have a question for you when i'm doing these stretches do, do I get to count them as part of my workout for calorie burning or do I not count those? So if I, let's say I did a 30 minute, I know I, I don't do long workouts, but let's say I did a 30 minute workout. If I did 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after, do I get to count any of that in my calorie burning or should I just count the 30 minutes? Well, definitely dynamic stretching is incredibly active in nature. So you're, you're going to be burning calories that, that 100% yes for dynamic stretching. But the reality is, is that even static stretching, like think about it when you, I mean, unless, you know, someone's coming in to stretch you, if you're like a professional athlete and you have your trainer coming to like stretch you for 30 minutes after your tennis match or golf, you know, golf run, that's, you know, someone else is doing it for you. But the reality is, is that when you stretch your own body, that requires a lot of energy to do that. When you're pulling, for example, to stretch your, your, um, your quadricep or you're pulling your arm across your body to stretch your tricep. I mean, that those, you're definitely burning a lot of calories during that. That's, that's, so really the answer is both should be considered part of your calorie burn, in my opinion. Oh, that makes it a lot easier because when I burn more calories, I get to eat more. So thank you, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, you'll get, you'll be able to eat more and you'll be more flexible too. So it's a win-win. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show again. These health tips are always 
really great. And for the listener, don't forget to tune in next week for more health tips from Mission Lean. And don't forget to download the app as well to get more fitness and health tips. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me, Kathy. And now, back to the conversation with Barbara and me. What I learned, though, is that we're late in the season for booking. And again, the Canadians are coming back. The Americans are coming back. And we just thought we could just pick a a route and go for a week here and a week there. Oh, no. So December 27th, we will have uh, driven down to spend time with our daughter in Oregon. And then we get on the road and we're going to go to Crescent City and see the Redwoods. Never seen those before. End up another day later in Mendocino. And then Santa Cruz for New Year's, which I'm super excited about that. And then we're not quite sure, but we have a day either we'll go to Death Valley or the Joshua Tree. These are places I've never seen, just read about them. And we signed up for one month, the entire month of January in Yuma because it's hotter there and it's right by the Mexican border in a 55 year and older community with, I mean, I'm going to live your life vicariously (laughs) because there's clubs and golf and pickleball and all those things. And then the next two months we'll be in Tucson for two months. So we are going from never being away from home in our small little world to Mind blown. Huge, huge change. We keep looking at each other like, are you sure? What are we going to do? Well, we're in it now. Um, It has been stressful and exciting and tension filled and thrilling. I mean, it's got all the feels and um, I don't know. I'm just kind of over the top excited. It solved a lot of things for us. One, we have a dog, 14 year old dog. And there's no one's going to take your dog for three months, even if we wanted to pay what it was per night. Although paying an extraordinary amount of money per night would be cheaper than what we're doing long term. (laughs) My favorite part of the RV would be the fact that it has a toilet. Well, you know, and in fact, I was thinking about one of the major factors is I read an article recently that the U.S. is consistently falling behind on our COVID situation. In fact, the United States with all its resources and money in the world were 40th ranked 40th for, you know, actually doing something about the pandemic. And so it said, even now wear a mask, don't travel, which to me means on an airline or or whatever, social distance, avoiding large crowds, you know, don't go indoors with people you're not sheltering with. And it means that you're kind of locked down in an RV. We have our own bathroom. We have our own kitchen. The restaurants aren't what they used to be. And and I will support them again when they are. But we're not enjoying going out to dinner at all just because there's nobody working. There's nobody working. The staff are hairy. The food isn't that great. And we're better cooks than that. The other factor is our son got a promotion and he's moving two and a half hours south of us. So now my daughter is five hours south of us. My son is two and a half hours. And I said, your new house has to have a 50 amp service because we will just, because I love going there and I love staying there. But when you're in their personal space for days, 
but I want to go for days. It's better just to have your own personal space yep. in your RV yep. and you can come in for dinner or whenever they invite you. Exactly. Exactly. So on top of that, the, the daughter that lives in Oregon, her husband every year, because there's no sales tax in Oregon, sold their boat because it's not boating season. And he just drove a Class C motorhome back from Boise yesterday. And they're already calling, Nana, where are we going to go camping? Where are we going to meet? Let's go to the Oregon coast. And so I said, we need to get the sewer line and the water line hooked up first, but they're ready to go. So here's the, the reversal. I'll probably see my grandkids more now with more intentional experiences. And so guess where Thanksgiving is? In the motorhome? <laughs> it is. All three of us, all the kids, my nuclear family, each one of them, you know, my son has a, um, a truck and a fifth wheel. Now they have a motorhome. We have a motorhome. No, they're already planning. I don't know where. I was supposed to host this year. I don't have to host. We're going to do a deep fried turkey out on the beach somewhere with my grandkids. Oh, that's I great. That's I'm awesome. so excited. So what a, what a pivot, what a change, what a, what a whole new world is going to be. And I can't believe it. I can't believe we did it. It's sitting right outside my door. And last night I was lining the shelves with the stuff so that things don't make noise and just envisioning this life that starts December 27th in a vengeance. But before that, we'll do a few little maiden voyages. Wow, that is amazing. That is. And by the way, we have seven hookups here where I live. Oh, perfect. So just just an FYI, in addition to the um, the driveway of my place. Well, I know we will be there now. We're going to do this winter thing. And then we've got the rest of the country to see. And I think to go back to the beginning, life is short. And you can wonder when that perfect time to buy is. You can wonder when that perfect time to go is to the point where you never get the chance. And so that was one area we were united on that we're still young enough to do this physically. We are young enough to go hiking and biking. And now we get to go on Jeep adventures in That's the desert. Awesome. In the desert. I'm so excited. So that is I'll, amazing. Are you I'll gonna get one of those pictures. you gotta get one of those flags that you fill in not flags, <laughs> uh the the maps that you fill in oh. as you see the states. Did did there it come with that or did you have to buy it? I no. There's no, there's <laughs> nothing like that. And I I think I would be strung up if I stuck anything to her beautiful exterior, but I think they're magnets. I okay. think they're magnets. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No stickers. <laughs> I don't think it's just, I don't know. I don't own an RV yet. I mean, it's something that we've definitely talked about, but mm -hmm. not, we'll have to, we will be living vicariously through you, there you in go. this whole RV adventure. I can't wait to hear, I know what your story, and you know, now I'm excited to hear your RV stories and how, how all that is playing out. Cause a lot of us have thought of it, yeah. you know, and yeah. um, I don't, think that Les and I would wind up buying a brand new one like you did. We would probably buy one that's a few years old, but you probably know this. Some of the RV campgrounds won't allow you in if your RV is, I don't know, 10 years old. I, I don't know what the age limit it's is. It's more but. than 10 years old, but 
there are places you can go like campgrounds and state parks, but Walmart. Yeah. They have certain, they have certain standards apparently at some of these (laughs) RV resorts and they have a pet section who knew they have a pet section for um, people with pets. So I'm thinking, Oh, great. But then I think, Oh, dog's barking. But you know, if you have your own (laughs) dog, (laughs) just play music at night, you know, or listen to the waves or, or whatever. That is amazing, Barbara. Wow, you've had a lot of emotional ups and downs the last month. Yes, and I do think that there were there were emotional decisions that entered into it, but also logical ones. I talked to my husband last night. I said, "So just tell me, you know, what you're feeling about all this." And right now, he's overwhelmed. What have we done? You know, and and I said, "But but why did you want to do it?" And he said, "Well, in the winter, our world becomes very small." And we lived small last year. We didn't leave the house. We didn't do holidays. And I just feel like we would just sit home in the rain and watch TV if we can golf and it's not as healthy. And he goes, I'm so excited that you're finally on board. And because we had a debate, like there was no way I was going to do this. And now I'm kind of trying to embrace what his dream and his for myself. And I am, I am excited to meet new people, to be part of a community. Sure, it'll be noisy. Sure, it'll be close, kind of like a big caravan, um, but it'll be different. And then next year, we'll be more prepared. And I'm hoping to learn from RVers, you know, how do you book in advance? Because doing something in October for January it's like, take what you can get. And we're, you know, we're there, we're there for three months. Whereas I think if we planned a little better, we could do a trip to see you, right, where we book and book and book. But right now, there is a shortage of places to park, because so many of us, all of well, us that's are retiring COVID. at the same time. That, yeah. That's also yeah. just because of COVID period. Yeah. But there are when I when I said Walmart, I said that tongue in cheek, but I'm pretty sure Walmarts do let you stay for a couple of days Mm -hmm. in their parking lots. So, and then there are other places where you can stay three days. I forget the name of the organization, but when Les and I were thinking about buying an RV, my stepmother told me about, oh gosh, I'll, I'll, if I think of the name of it, I'll put in the show notes, but basically you stay in these really weird places there, there, you have to have a fully contained RV. Uh, you you have to have a bathroom and a shower, but um, like vineyards, these places open up their place to RVers and they let them stay for three days. And I don't think you have to pay anything. You just have to buy the membership. And so that would be amazing to stay, you know, like in a wine vineyard for three days or, or know, a farm like or right, a that's ranch part of it too. or right. whatever. Yeah. I just think we didn't, have enough time to figure all that out. And even though we can be self-contained, I'd rather hook up to water and sewer these first few months just to get all the bugs worked out. I think they call it boondocking when you- For next year. Yeah. Yeah. For, or two years, you know, whenever, because next year is when you're going to be doing this. But so we're we're talking down the road after you become more experienced. I get it. Yeah. Well, that is amazing. You know, I am sorry about your family members, but I am so excited for you on this new adventure you are going on. And I have to admit, I'm also jealous. So, you know, I'm, I am I can't wait to hear about now next month when we talk, you wouldn't have started yet. So we'll, right. we'll be okay next month. The- I'm, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to be able to stay in touch via a laptop in a RV resort 
Oh, well, they we, all have Wi-Fi. They, they okay. all have Wi-Fi. We'll we'll work it out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we we will work it out. If you want to continue while you're on your travels, we'll work it out. If you don't want to continue, then then you know you've already gone beyond your one year commitment. But uh, we would. We, I know I, and probably the listeners would love to hear about your adventures as you go through them. We will, we will be doing that because I think I'll have a little extra time to think and to write and to, to see. So I'll, I'll try to keep up better on the blog. I've just been so busy with life and family. And I guess that's another takeaway for retirement. There's not a minute to be bored. It has just been such a fun ride every day I'm grateful that I was able to retire early. Every day I'm grateful that I have a partner. In fact, I went to to the local Target store to get, you know, just the things you need. And the woman that was checking me out said, oh my gosh, are you outfitting a new house? And I, I started to say no. And I went, well, yeah, I am a, a motor home. And she launched into that was her dream. She wanted to do it, but she was single and her marriage, you know, hadn't worked out. And so she's just kind of pouring her heart out to me. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And then she said, I hope you're grateful that you have a partner and that you have someone to get to do this with. And of course, I already was, but it just kind of hit home that not everybody is going to have this opportunity in their life. And so I'm going to be thrilled and excited and make the best of the time. That I have. What a wonderful way to end the show. Thank you so much, Barbara. This is this has been amazing. And for the listeners, I had no idea what we were going to talk about today. So it was as much of a surprise for me as it was for you. And Barbara, once again, I'm so excited for you. Thanks for thanks for sharing. My pleasure. It's been really fun. For the listeners, we'll see you next time on the Rock Your Retirement Show. Bye. Bye.